guys, Derek here from Bomb Socks, and welcome to the Bomb Bites podcast. Hey, if you're new to Bomb Bites, it's a service from our company, Bomb Socks, to help be a resource to use. You're studying along with the Come Follow Me curriculum for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Hope you enjoy today's episode. So in conclusion with Moses chapter 7 this week, and I've loved studying Moses chapter 7. It has opened my eyes to a lot of great principles this week. So with Moses 7, um, there's a cool little principle here. Uh, the Lord has always wanted to create Zion. As long as he's had a people on the earth, he has wanted to create Zion with them. Uh, in fact, I want to rewind back to an older episode. We're going back to last year for Doctrine and Covenants section 38. All right, This is when the Lord is trying to gather his people to the Ohio. Also always on the Lord's mind has been to gather his people. That gathering and Zion are very closely related. Uh, so we're going to rewind back to this old episode episode and I want to show you the connection between section 38 in the Doctrine and Covenants and Moses chapter 7. So watch this. Yesterday we introduced you to Sidney Rigdon and the 127 people who joined the church along with him, which basically now made it so there's more members of the church over in uh, Ohio, which is why the Lord has said in section 37, I want you to gather to the Ohio. So he tells two different reasons why the early saints were to gather to Ohio. Now, the, the obvious reason at the, uh, the outset seems like, look, you need some leadership there. We need people. That, there's now 127 members over there, which is more or less double what we have, like I said, and so you need people over there. And so there's going to be people called to go to the Ohio. But in uh, section 37, verse number one, the Lord gives two reasons. And we're going to kind of spend a couple days um, really kind of massaging that idea. So section 37, verse one, it says, Behold, I say unto you that it is not expedient in me that you should translate anymore until you go to the Ohio. And this, one, because of the enemy, and two, for your sakes. And so you're going to see those two things play into our episodes over the next couple of days. So you're moving to Ohio, one, because of the enemy, and two, because of your sakes. So now with that in mind, you know what comes after section 37, because 37 is only four verses. You go over to section 38 of the Doctrine and Covenants. So you look at this. This is January 2nd of 1831, and there's a conference going on there. So this is 300 miles from where the church in Fayette, New York was. You go all the way. It's 300 miles. It's during... Uh, a very difficult winter. This is December, January, 1830, 1831, right around that time period. So they're called to gather and go there. Not everybody is going over there, but they need some help and they need some leadership. Now, with all of that in mind, let me share with you uh, this picture. And you're going to wonder what this picture has to do with anything. Well, you'll see. So this guy right here is Enoch. Okay, you go all the way back Old Testament times, we, we learn a little bit about Enoch from the Old Testament. We learn a lot about him from the Pearl of Great Price. In fact, during this time period, Joseph and Sidney, again, Sidney is a fairly new member of the church, but as you see here, as you look at Moses chapter 7, this is where uh, you have uh, Enoch and his city. It's talking about the city of Zion. Now, you look right there. It says December of 1830. So, at this time period, Joseph and Sidney were studying a little bit about Zion. They were translating um, and, and, and getting the book of Moses right there. Uh, so they're getting this understanding of Enoch. Now, the reason I bring this up to you, you go to the first four verses of section 38, keeping in mind what Joseph and, uh, and Sidney have been studying at this point. Verse 1, Thus saith the Lord your God, even Jesus Christ, the great I am. We've talked about that before. It's a great statement. Alpha and Omega, you know, the beginning and ending of the, the Greek alphabet. Uh, beginning and the end, the same 
I love this. The same which looked upon the wide expanse of eternity and all the seraphic hosts of heaven before the world was made. The same which knoweth all things, for all things are present before mine eyes. I am the same which spake and the world was made and all things came by me. And then this verse, ah, this verse is great. Verse four. Now, as you're looking at verse number four, the Lord often introduces himself with certain titles. And he's not doing it to flex. He's not doing it to just say, here's how awesome I am. Here's what he does in verse four. I am the same. So far he's, he's talked about in all four of these verses, I'm the same. I am the same which have taken the Zion of Enoch into my own bosom. And verily I say, even as many as have believed in my name, for I am Christ and in my own name, by virtue of the blood which I have spilt, have I pleaded before the Father for them. Uh, and so you, again, put all this together here. This is January 2nd of 1831. Just right before that, Joseph and Sidney were studying about Zion. And when the Lord says, I am the same that took the Zion of Enoch into my own bosom. I don't think the Lord is just making conversation with these men. I think what he is saying is he, this is where the Lord is really kind of for the first, not really for the first time, but really tangibly saying, look, I want you to build Zion. And I did it with them and I can do it for you as well. And so as he's saying that, he's like, I just want to let you know I'm the same guy. I am the same individual who did it with him, and I want to do it with you as well. And the reality of it is, he also wants to do the same thing with us. So he is yesterday, the time of Enoch and of Joseph Smith and Sidney Rigdon back in the day. He is the same today, and he is the same forever. Uh, the same God that, that created Zion wants to do the very same thing with us, and he can do it. And he just kind of outlined his, if I could call this this, a resume. And again, he's not doing this to just say, I'm amazing. But he is saying it to say, look, I did it for them and I can do it for you as well. Um, that's just something that's kind of interesting. I, I noticed as Joseph and Sidney uh, were studying these things, the Lord brings this to their attention. And I don't know if you've ever seen that before when you're studying the scriptures, you happen to notice other things during that time period. It's like uh, one of my students pointed this out to me because we were talking about how sometimes you can open up the scriptures or just scroll to a random chapter and find a verse that you, that you, uh, that all of a sudden you just need and it's a great one. And they were like, why does that happen? And and I, I mentioned to him, I, I said, how many of you have bought a new car recently? And, uh, you know, a few hands went up and I said, what do you start noticing as you've purchased this car? You start noticing that car around town even more. They've always been there, but you're starting to notice it a little bit more now. And maybe that's what the Lord is doing here for Joseph and Sydney. He's had them study about Zion and now he's like, look, I want to bring up this to you as we're, as we're doing this. Uh, one of the things of Sydney's congregation is they really were New Testament seekers uh, of Zion. And so this is a topic to Sydney that is very relevant to him as well. Okay, so I, I want to testify to you that the Lord wants to build Zion with you and I. He wants to do it with your family. He wants to do it with your ward. He wants to do it with your marriage. He would love to do that with the church, with the world, to be able to have that one heart and one mind mentality where people are dwelling in righteousness. There's no poor among them. They're taking care of one another and they're all looking to him for that counsel. And I, I love that. And he wanted to do it with them. He wants to do it with us. That's why it's so important. I believe President Nelson, you look at President Nelson's emphasis on the gathering. You look at his emphasis on the, on the whole, let God prevail. It's almost like, look, God's good at what he does. Will you just let him do it? Trust in the Lord. That's the mutual theme for this year. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not to thine own understanding and all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct 
direct thy paths. So let him prevail. I believe Enoch did that and that's why they were successful. He did it with them. He would love to do it with us if we will only let him do it and let him prevail and let our hearts be drawn to him and to trust him. Easier said than done. I get that, but I believe it can be done if we will allow him to do it. If you'd like to check out our video that goes with today's podcast, you can find us on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook by simply searching Bomb Socks. That's B-O-M-S-O-C-K-S. And be sure to check out our amazingly comfortable gospel-themed socks at bombsocks.com. Thanks for listening, and hope you'll join us again for more episodes of Bomb Bites. Godspeed, and have a great day.